Hello, and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 37, 300. Hello, Hallie. Hello, David. Hello, Kristen. Hello, David. So, 300 is a 2007 epic historical fantasy action film. Based on the graphic novel of the same name by Frank Miller and Lynn Varley, it was written and directed by Zack Snyder, he of the Snyder Cut I've heard so much about. I actually asked Hallie if we should watch the Snyder Cut for the podcast. And no. she was like, are you sure that's the first superhero film we should show you? And I was like, I forgot that we had watched it's Wonder a superhero film. Point. Yeah. Yeah, but you I didn't, didn't even know, know it was a superhero film. I didn't know anything about it. It keeps popping up on my Twitter like it's something I should see. So like, I don't know, maybe someday. But That's interesting. Maybe someday. Yeah, people would keep talking about it and saying that it was better than the original or whatever but they wouldn't say what the original was so i just had no idea i was just like oh this is a thing that exists in the world i guess it is <laughs> yeah hooray but you tried to stay relevant and i appreciate that i was i was yeah I was, we were was, gonna it was a good effort yeah riding the the zeitgeist that's not... <laughs> <laughs> as we do here at catching up david talking about this 2007 epic historical fantasy action film. 300. It's actually a 2006 movie. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. My source said 2007, but. Read, read. <laughs> Alright, I'm doing read it. The thing. I'm doing it. Let me do it. From the top. Fine. 300 stars Gerard Butler, Lena Headley, David Wenham. Rodrigo Santoro, and Dominic West. I know the name Gerard Butler, but it turns out that I had him confused with Russell Crowe, probably due to Gladiator, so I don't actually know anything about Gerard Butler, just his name. And I recognize okay. the name Michael Fassbender from the credits, but I don't know who he is in the movie because <laughs> nobody has any names. Nobody has names! And I don't sad. know where I would know him from, but Michael Fassbender, someone I've heard of. So... He's Mr. Alicia yeah. Vikander. That's true. Okay, I don't know who that is either. What does, what does that mean to you? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no, Gerard Butler, it's funny because the night before I watched this, I was telling my mom, I'm like, you know, I just don't get it. I'm not, I'm not anti-Gerard Butler, but I don't like see the appeal i don't see gerard butler in a movie and swoon or anything and then i woke up the next morning and they were playing timeline which has gerard butler and it's a good movie and then i had to watch 300 so the day after i'm like i just don't get the gerard butler thing i had to start and end my day with gerard butler <laughs> it's what you deserve gerard butler let I me google this just to make sure <laughs> that i'm right hang on Oh, can't do that one. That's my quiz result. Gerard, Gerard Butler. Do you get the Gerard Butler He's love the main now, guy. Kristen? Honestly, I liked him more in this movie than some other movies I've seen. But yeah. I still was not like Gerard Butler. I more so was like, ooh, who's that attractive young son who is friends with Michael Fassbender who meets an untimely fate? He was the hottest one. He was. Yeah. Uh, I was right. Gerard Butler is the voice of of the dad in uh, How to Train Your Dragon, which is... You could have just asked me that, and I could have said film. yes. Well, I don't trust you. Everyone should. I'm the most trustworthy. You had the wrong date for when 300 came out. You can't be trusted <laughs> with anything. I can be super trusted. <laughs> super trusted. <laughs> super trusted with, like, everything. I mean, if you heard my quiz result, you would be like, yeah, we can trust her. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah. Are you? Okay. It says Kristen the Trustworthy, which is weird, because I did not know that that was a character in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know the, the name of the queen? She has a name. She has a name? Yeah. I, I called her queen wife the entire time I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, which is funny because Wikipedia also notes that she has a larger role in the film than she does in the comic book. 
<laughs> though, though you wouldn't know that she has a name because it's never mentioned in the film. Yeah, it's, it's Queen never. Gorgo. Okay. Gorgo. G- Wait, spell this. G O R G O. Oh, so like Gordo from Lizzie McGuire, but with two G's instead of a G and a D. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was never said. I'm not surprised that I don't know her name. Yeah. Queen Gorgo. Yeah. Good good for Gorgo. (laughs) Good for Gorgo. Yeah. For being great, not because they cut her name. Yeah. 300. It had the third biggest opening weekend for an R-rated film ever, behind The Matrix Reloaded and The Passion of the Christ. It grossed almost $71 million out of the gates, and eventually made $456 million worldwide. Audiences... Yeah, yeah, audiences largely loved 300, though it received poor to mixed reviews from critics, who appreciated the visual style but generally generally derided the plot and the characters i have they appreciated the visual style that was like one of the first things out the gate i was like i don't like what they're doing (laughs) yeah (laughs) wasn't uh... it the first movie to do like slow-mo or something like that (laughs) the very first one okay maybe not like the first one but wasn't it didn't it do something as a concept before Zack snyder like well (laughs) I thought I had read that somewhere, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong just this one time. You look a fool. Everyone listening to this episode is laughing at you right now. Not with you. At you. I would believe that. Yeah. That's fine. And you can believe me because I am super trustworthy. You're not, though. I think I know what quiz result you got. (laughs) You can only know the quiz result if you, yourself, received the result. Except, I doubt you received Kristen the Trustworthy, so. I did not, because it's not a real, a real thing. It's as unlikely as Kristen the Beth. (laughs) Wait, I have, I have a quote from a critic. Yeah. Yes, I'm ready. Okay, so Roger Ebert, who gave it two out of four stars, wrote that, quote, 300 has one-dimensional caricatures who talk like professional wrestlers plugging their next feud. Which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. There was also... I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. There was also much criticism of 300's depictions of the Persians, which were seen as bigoted, and its treatment of disabilities, which we will talk about more, I'm sure. Okay, I'm glad that... I'm glad... Yeah, this is getting backed up. I was just wildly uncomfortable watching this movie. Yeah. So, in case it's been a while since you've seen this movie, 300 is the story of King Leonidas of Sparta and the Battle of Thermopylae, both of which I nailed in my preview last week, thank you very much. A Persian messenger arrives in Sparta. (laughs) Yes, you did. I did. I did. I so did. Okay. A Persian messenger arrives in Sparta seeking an audience with the king, who he asks to surrender to the approaching army of Xerxes. In response to the request... Leonidas kicks the messenger into a well and decides to go to war against the will of the Spartan council and the prophecy of the oracle. As he can't muster the entire army, Leonidas selects 300 of the best Spartan warriors to join him at the Hot Gates, a narrow passage through the cliffs to the north of Sparta where the vastly superior numbers of the Persians won't matter. And then there's fighting. There's so much fighting. Some poor child raising. A whole bunch of arrows. And a wolf that did nothing wrong. 300. (laughs) I was super intrigued by the well at the beginning because, one, why was this man standing with his back directly to the well? Like, I'm not trying to victim blame. I just feel like if you're crossing into enemy territory, you should not position yourself at the edge of a well. I feel like just in general. And then also, like, how deep is this well? Is that just how they handle getting rid of people? They just push them down the well and then they just forget about it? I guess. How long will it take for the well to fill up? I had so many questions about the well and none of them were answered. Yeah. No, they did not care about the well. Yeah, it was just... <laughs> it's just this bottomless pit in the middle of town. That happens. Yeah, that's... That's a thing that happens in Sparta. So... 
we've mentioned it a little bit already, but I wanted to get to the personality quiz results because I've got to say, this was probably one of the worst ones that we've done yet. The worst one. It, it felt like it was written by a teenage boy. Did you get that feeling yeah. too? Yes, I yes. did. Yeah. The questions are just like a little bit insane and don't really have anything to do with the movie. Like, like, what's your favorite kind of woman or something? And yeah. it was like strong and independent, beautiful and smart. And I was like, why are these all mutual? Why are these different? Why are these mutually exclusive? I was so upset by that question. My favorites were pick a Sun Tzu quote and <laughs> yeah. what's your longest finger? <laughs> like what? <laughs> What is your longest finger? Middle. Isn't isn't everybody's middle finger the longest? Some people, their like pointer and middle fingers are like the same. Or their pointer mm-hmm. finger is a little bit longer. I was baffled by the option of ring finger. I don't think that exists in society. Let us let us know on Twitter. I, I was under the impression that most <laughs> most people's middle fingers was was the longest, but if your fingers are are different i would love to hear from you if you <laughs> yeah a, if your ring finger is longer than your pointer and middle i need to see yeah put some put some pictures up <laughs> this sounds weird it sounds like we're asking for yeah. bad things <laughs> yeah yeah maybe maybe don't i take do it back yeah no you can just tell us we don't need visual proof anyways I got Xerxes. Congrats! <laughs> my, he has some sweet you. facial piercings. Yeah, my uh, my description is: you are the enemy, selfish, <laughs> arrogant, and stubborn. You have an obsession with power. You are also immature and get frustrated like a child. A child in a man's body is very dangerous because you can be impulsive and stupid. Try to calm yourself and be aware of others around you. They are not inferior. Which, I don't know. That's, it's weird how that a little almost aggressive. said something worth... A little bit. <laughs> it's weird how that almost said something worth saying. Like, it got really, really close. <laughs> it was hovering around it. Yeah, it was yeah. dancing. Yeah. So, the quiz just just was mean to me, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what I did to deserve it. I probably it was picked, nicer. I probably should have picked the neon green leopard when I was picking a picture to click on, because they were just like. Which picture did you pick? I don't remember. It wasn't that one. Though. I clicked purple lion. I also picked the purple lion. <laughs> Is that why we both got the same person? <laughs> I think that we did. Who did you get? Who should read it? Do you want to read it? Uh, I want you to go. Okay, that's fair. I got Theron, Theron, like Charlie's Theron. I don't yeah, know. That's yeah, our and boy. It says, <laughs> that's and it our says, boy. The traitor. You are shrewd, hypocritical, and vicious. You've got charisma, eloquence, and charm, which you know is on par with my results as the grandma in Princess Diaries. Okay, anyway. okay, okay. You are rogue and live only for yourself. Love is something futile for you. Your aim in life is just to live, and that has made you become a coward. <laughs> Be careful every time you make a decision. Try to choose the right path, or you might actually become like him. I think this quiz might just really come at you. Unless you get Leonidas, in which case I'm certain it's like you were the perfect human being. Yeah. Props. Did you, you also got Theron? I did! I got the traitor, and I was mad. Because I hate him, not because he's the traitor, like, whatever, I don't care about Sparta, but I hate him because he brought his sack of Persian gold to a council meeting that he's had for days. Like, why was that on your person? Why did you have that? Those are so heavy and so incriminating. This is your own fault. I mean, obviously, for other reasons, this is your own fault, but you just brought a bag of Persian gold to the council meeting? No, I refuse to be like Theron. And bring a bag of Persian gold to the council meeting. He probably jingled when he walked. And right? everyone was like, oh, that's just Theron being Theron. Yeah. You know how he is in the <laughs> summer. Rich! Like, is that... there's so many coins! They have to make a sound! <laughs> what are you doing? Bring that to the council meeting! <laughs> I'm getting so what mad thinking about it! What are using? <laughs> I don't know! 
<laughs> it's just happening. I have never heard it, and I want you to put it back. That's <laughs> just how it's coming out. I'm getting really mad. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck Theron. <laughs> Fuck everybody. <laughs> Fuck every single person in this movie. Yeah. Except. Except for the little boy. Nice boy. Mm. Except for a nice hot boy. He's okay. I'll let him stay. He can stay. So, since this was the first time seeing 300 for all of us, I wanted to start with Hallie and Kristen this time around. What was it like seeing this for the first time? Hallie, go ahead. Uh, So I really only knew 300 as a bro movie. As just like a war movie where men do a lot of fighting. Yeah, that's what I knew. And I was like, right. And I expected it would be very manly and testosterone-based. But I was unprepared for how much toxic masculinity was in that movie. And I was like, God, this single-handedly explains so many of the boys. Just of the boys. I was like, this was written by, like, an adolescent (laughs) man-child. Like, this is... bad if you like three like i wanted to have a good time in 300 and if you have a good time you know great happy for you but i was just so unsettled by how blatantly toxic it was yeah i um as i was making notes while i was watching it um i wrote this movie puts the xxx in toxic masculinity and i did the x (laughs) where there's like a little x and a big x and a little x (laughs) because it's extreme it's extreme like that it's like it is. It's like spraying yourself with Axe body spray while shotgunning a Mountain Dew. Yeah, it is exactly like that. And I was just like, this movie wasn't made for me. This movie shouldn't have been made for anybody. Yeah. It's just, I just kept getting more like, uh. And then at one point I was like Googling real Spartan armor. Because I was like, <laughs> they had they had armor, right? And yeah, they sure did. Uh, and then I was Googling, like, real story of 300. That was specifically after he went to the mountain people. And they were like, no, you can't do your plan. And yeah. I was like, okay, what was, but what was, why did they only have 300? What is, what is the actual story here? Because I don't know. And the actual historical context was just so much cooler than a weird cult saying no. <laughs> that I got really, really mad about it. What is the actual historical context? Uh, I he just wanted to like only put a few. He didn't want to sacrifice a large portion of his army, so it was like a test for the. See, like, that's a, better. Yeah, it is better. It has like thought in it. I don't know. I would have preferred to see that. Yeah, I may be quoting it wrong. My info came just from Google. It was just a really cursory uh, Google search. So there's probably a lot more that went into that decision slash historical context, but that is that is what I came away understanding about. Yeah. How did you uh, how did you feel about it, Kristen? Um, I was it was it was a movie like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have as many negative feelings or notice the toxic masculinity as much, but I think that's because it just didn't hold my attention and I kept getting bored and doing other things and then I would like there was one scene where I had to rewind it like three different times because each time I hit play I just zoned out and I did not know what was going on I'm like no come on focus and it's like fine it was more engaging than I expected considering how early they went to war I was like man you have like an hour and a half of just fighting and that's gonna get old real fast but it was a better balance than I expected it was still like a lot of fighting but I didn't know what they were gonna do and they they did something so I guess I don't know they get like half a point for that I don't get though the whole like we have to fight for honor and for our country like okay maybe that was then but I don't know I didn't, I don't relate. That's not me. So I saw it and was like, it's a movie. I don't necessarily regret watching it. 
I probably will not watch it again. <laughs> it definitely explains all the bro behavior in middle school and high school, though. Right? Like, Give single-handedly. I was like, oh, this is where it came from. Like, I can see... Yeah. Like, I can, I can make so many deductions based on this one movie. Give me a give me a number, Kristen. Out of ten. Out of ten. Hmm. <sighs> Maybe like a four? I don't know. Hallie. It, again, it wasn't I didn't Okay, go. <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, about, yeah. I think I'm about a two. And I I'm really trying to think what's not making it a one. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's the same reason like i haven't given anything a 10 yet it's just like there's gotta be something real special to get that 10 <laughs> yeah like i don't know i don't what know would, i just i don't exactly know what makes it a two instead of a one but being generous i'm sure there was something and uh, like i liked i liked the hot sun <laughs> yeah died like he was fun and then there was like one line that i enjoyed I like when they laugh, because all the arrows are coming, and he's like, so we'll fight in the shade, you just had to say it, because it was the first time anybody showed a personality that yeah. wasn't stoic, and it was just about the only time, and I was like, hey, a line that, like, There was also was Michael Fassbender and Hot Sun laughing and joking as they piled dead bodies onto the wall. Yeah, and that's, That was personality. That was also one of the reasons I liked the Hot Sun. I was like, yeah, he, like, got really close. Yeah, he and he and Dad had great. a thing going, and I was like, "Yeah, I enjoy these two. Yeah. Like, this is I was, I was bummed because I was looking up um, the parents' guide to see whether or not this was a thing I could watch when my parents were in the room, and I decided not to, and I stand by it. But I was upset because usually they're pretty decent about tagging spoilers, and they'll say like, "If you like, warning. If you tap on this, spoilers be warned." But one of the things, and I don't understand, because it was in the violence section, and like, yes, Hot Son died a violent death, but it wasn't that he died a violent death, it was father mourns his son. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess he does it semi-violently, but whatever. But also, hey, spoiler, there's only one, like, father-son duo here. <laughs> there's there's so only the one entire son. time I was watching, <laughs> until the entire time I was watching, I, mean, I was like, man, he's gonna die, R.I.P., Leonidas has his nameless six-year-old. That's true. Yeah, but we don't, like... He wasn't even there. Like, if something had happened to the kid, he wouldn't know, so he couldn't have mourned. No. That's true. I mean, it's pretty fighting. obvious, but I also felt like everybody's doomed regardless, because it's 300. Everybody's doomed, but... But I didn't... I knew nothing about 300. Like, David said Sparta, and I was like, maybe? I don't know. It has Gerard <laughs> Butler, and that was the beginning and end of my knowledge on 300. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I was not a... I was not a 300 fan. It feels, <laughs> no, it, feels it, was, like, it wasn't great. Like, even right from the very beginning, like, I think we're supposed to think that the intro with um, this, the frame story and the story of the boy growing up and... Yeah like quote being thrust into a world of violence like we're, i think we're supposed to think that's cool as hell but right, right away i was just like man sparta's just a bunch of sociopaths like, <laughs> yeah they take any baby who's not like perfect and they just probably throw them down that well yeah and you then throw them off, throw them the off a cliff that... That's the baby well. They take you know? these children away from their families and, like, abuse them, and then they make them kill a wolf who's done nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Yeah. Just, just throwing babies like off a cliff. I did like their sandals, though. Yeah. But they had nice sandals. It, feel, it felt like... It doesn't... Yeah. It, the movie just felt like it was a fascist dream. Like... We've got all these abstract <laughs> ideas about, like, liberty and justice and nationalism and then backed up by manly violence for the state that you should live and die for. And, like, man. Which is so funny because the... they talk about freedom, like, all the time. And I was yeah. like, you can't go to war because the mountain people who nobody likes said no. 
Like, yeah. shut up. I hate you. Yeah. Uh, like, the only person that had a story that was remotely compelling to me was Ephialtes. And I just really hoped that? that he was the, um, the, the hunchback soldier. Oh, okay. oh, okay. The betrayer, who was clearly he, the betrayer from the second you saw him, because you were like, oh, he looks weird in this kind of movie. Yeah. That's being evil. I was, yeah. There it is. Like, right from, like, as soon as I I saw him and heard from him, and he had that scene with Leonidas, I was hoping that he would go and tell the Persians about the goat path, because, like, that's really messed up. He's, <laughs> he's good at his job like he can he could like stick people with that spear even leonidas was like yeah it's pretty good with the spear but because he's he's disabled i was like man like not only is the movie super toxic in like every other way it's also like really ableist and one critic called it like not just ableist but anti-disability just like straight up anti-people that have any sort of disability because like you'll just get thrown off the cliff as a baby i don't know it's not yeah it's just it's not good it's just real bad okay so and, and, it and like so and like you know how i feel about you know how i feel about action in general too <laughs> like yeah that's it's true like if if the one thing that the movie is really leaning on is like style and action and the style i felt kind of whatever about like it like it's one of those things like yeah, they made it sort of look like a graphic novel, but, like, also Into the Spider-Verse exists, and that movie was gorgeous and looked like a comic book. Like, this just... I was deeply displeased and unimpressed by um, all the number of times that he was, like, climbing up a rock or something or standing on top of a rock, and either sun was shining down on him or the sun was around him, and I'm like, we get it. He's supposed to be, like, a savior-ish character. Yeah. You're not clever. I get it. You really drilled this one into me, and <laughs> like, I kept getting annoyed, but I think that's because I really hated the stylistic choice. It was so bad. Zero out of ten. Maybe the movie's a 3.5. <laughs> yeah. How did you do with all of the beheadings, Kristen? It wasn't too bad because it's like 2006 graphics and their weird stylistic choices didn't make it seem super realistic. So I think one of the times it happened, I didn't look. But then another time when the guy's head is just like spinning in the air, I thought, this is fine. I'm not going to throw up. And I didn't. <laughs> Good. What were you going to say, Hallie? Oh, I just, I looked up. Because I was like, is that, like, a historical rumor I've just accepted is true? And it is dubious whether Spartans really did throw babies off of cliffs. So I feel like we have to give Sparta at least that much in that that's just a thing this movie took from Spartan folklore. Super cool thing to take away, that you throw babies well, off of cliffs. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Sparta was was definitely weird and terrible and fascist, but... Yeah. Like, I don't know that they threw babies off of off of cliffs yeah i don't know just trying to be as historically accurate as i can we're already more historically accurate than 300 and like it, it's fine you know you're gonna change history to fit a narrative when you're making a movie whatever but the, the changes weren't good so i hate them <laughs> when you were looking up their armor did they also, perchance, happen to wear more clothing when fighting in battle? Yeah, they sure did. They wore, you know, armor and shoes <laughs> and things that will generally protect your body from an arrow or a spear. Weird notion, Not just right? a helmet and a cape and a pair of, essentially, underwear and shoes. Like, why did nobody ever wear anything more than a loincloth? I guess Theron had, like, a robe of some kind. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was so weird. And, like, I know that I, I, I might be overgeneralizing, but I feel like this movie tries to be aggressively heterosexual. And I don't think it really works if you have a whole brigade of shirtless 
sexy men strapping young men (laughs) like yeah strapping young men like i don't know it just feels like are you sure you're hitting the vibe that you want to be hitting Zack snyder right like they're trying so hard to be heterosexual but someone was like yeah this movie's real big in the gay community because you got a lot of attractive shirtless men i can see that i can see that all the power to him that yeah happy for them reclaim the movie do it I just, I get so mad when I was watching, when he was fighting the wolf in the snow, in the loincloth, I was like, but you don't, surely coats are okay. Surely a coat doesn't make you less of a man. Like, what, what is this? Why is this the scene? Does, did everybody look at this and think very earnestly, wow, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen? Instead of like, this is ridiculous. And not in a fun way. The movie takes itself too seriously for me to, like, have fun with it. Yeah. Except for all the rock scenes, I did enjoy those where rock music inexplicably started playing. Because I was like, this is, like, all the, the close to metal. what I like. Yeah, I was like, this is, like, the most fun the movie has. So I can enjoy these scenes. But I, I don't think that the vibe I got was the vibe they were going for. Yeah. Like, they also had a lot of a lot of old timey speak, and there are some times where old timey speak works, like Pride and Prejudice. And then there are times where old timey speak is like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. Can you just modernize it a little bit, please? I really I wanted so much. Mind the ancient speak. Sorry, go ahead, David. Oh, I was just gonna say, I really wanted to see the scene right before where Leonidas goes and pretends like he's going to surrender to Xerxes. I wanted to see the scene where they planned that out. And we're going to be like, okay, guys, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be so sick. You have no idea. Okay, so I'm going to go and I'm going to get down on my knees. I'm going to drop my helmet. I'm going to drop my shield. I'm going to drop my spear. I'm going to kneel down. And then, then guess what? You're going to bust out of the shields. <laughs> you're going to run. You're going <laughs> to vault off my back like on a skateboard. And you're going to stab that guy in the chest. It's going to be so sick. Like That would have made me like them more. I would have loved that scene. Like, yeah, go for it. Just like workshopping that plan. Like, Because I, I imagine I that's what it was like in the writer, like while Zack Snyder was writing this. Just like... <laughs> You know, oh, it's going to be so... He's going to pretend... The audience is going to be like, No, Leonidas, no, don't give up. Don't quit, Leonidas. You're our hero. And then he's going to call for the other guy who has a name, I guess. I don't remember. <laughs> and then he's going to jump out and stab that guy. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I really liked the narration of that scene because it was like his helmet narrowed his vision and he had to see... The shield was throwing off his balance and he had far to aim. And I was like, ah, you think you're pulling, you're pulling one. You think you're blowing our minds right now with this, like, past knowledge that you shouldn't have because you've left by now. Right. I thought that part was fun. You guys are giving it a hard time. But I was like, yeah, they had a fun plan. They had a little, a little pod and then Michael Fassbender just jumps out. Although I'm sort of like, why didn't Michael Fassbender jump out and then like javelin it and stab Xerxes? Like, why was that not the first plan? Because all he did was stab the first messenger guy. But you still have so many other people to go. But generally, I did like it, and I was like, I know he's not going to surrender, so there's a reason why he's, you know, taking his helmet off and he's setting down his shield. But I did kind of like the thing where it was like, it narrowed his vision and he had to see far. It threw off his balance. And I'm like, yeah, he has a freaking plan. He's got a javelin it. I mean, I did like how, like, that again got closer to the kind of thing I was hoping to enjoy. Just, like, kind of over the top. Can't really do it, but it's really fun. Like, yeah, go for this scene, which is why I would have loved to see them plan it, just because, like, I don't know. Again, that would have just made it a lot more fun. I don't think this movie had I enough don't know. fun. Yeah, no, I don't think is... I would have wanted to see them plan it, because no? they actually they had some fun things. Like, when they tipped over that pile of dead people, although, again, they got, like, one person with that. And then... We saw him actually, you know, explain how the 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 opening was real narrow, so the number of people in the army doesn't matter. So we saw that. But I think 
in a movie that is so long and has so much fighting, if all it was was, here's what we're going to do, and then they do it, you'd be like, okay, fine, yeah, I don't care. So I thought it was interesting that we didn't see them planning anything. We just know that they had these discussions, and then, you know, they saw the Wall of the Dead, and then we saw Gerard Butler hiding behind it, and I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. I don't know what I thought they were going to do, but suddenly tipping over the Wall of Dead... No, that was that was interesting. So That's fair again, enough. the movie didn't necessarily like super hold my interest, but I thought it was it was all right. Yeah, no, I don't actually want to see that scene. I was just making fun of it because <laughs> I thought it would be funny if they were like really broy about it. But no, I don't want to see that scene or like many of the others in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it felt like. And this is not to knock video games, but a lot of the violence felt, like, video game-like in its setup. Like, you get the first wave, and that went really well. And then there's the second wave, where it's, like, the immortals that have, like, cool armor this time. But there's also the big ogre guy, who's, like, a mini-boss. And he takes on Leonidas one-on-one, and they have their battle. And, like, so many of the... It, It had that sort of, like stages or levels you know like now we've progressed to the next level and we're gonna fight the next wave of enemies or whatever that sort of yeah, quality that was to called it? rising Fine. tension david okay i had no qualms with that i just i just like wasn't very good action but i have i it, i didn't have any problem with like oh here's a slightly harder level up i had i had just finished uh persona 5 strikers that's what it's called strikers which is like that you just have hordes of enemies and you fight all of them yeah as like a very small number of people and you win because it's a video game and you're better than everyone else yeah did you ever play dynasty warriors hallie do you know that or like they also have like hyrule warriors now yeah so the same game but it's skin to be like Legend of Zelda yeah. characters. When people were explaining Persona 5 Strikers to me, they said, oh, it's this type of game, like Dynasty Warriors, but it's Persona. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. Because Persona's great. Love Persona. So I was familiar with that, and I was thinking of that while they were fighting, but I was like, this would be so much better with the Persona music. <laughs> yeah, it did. It had the same sort of feel of that, where, like... Because in that game, you play... In Dynasty Warriors, it's, like, somebody from the Three Kingdoms, um, the the Legend of the Three Kingdoms from China, and, like, you play as, like, some hero from that, and you go around and you just, like, annihilate hordes and hordes of people. It's just, it's like, fun. a ridiculous amount of people. And it sort of felt like that, you know, because you get this small group of 300 versus the enormous persian army but they're not very good at fighting so the 300 just totally wipes them out at basically every turn it had that sort of and then every now and then there would be like a mini boss that shows up you get like actual like lubu who's the big scary enemy for a lot of the game he'll show up on his horse and like stomp on you for a while um yeah i don't know it it felt like a video game in a way that I think I would just rather play a video game <laughs> than than watch this because I don't know. I mean, that's fair enough, but I don't think it was like the action I didn't think was very good action, but it being an action movie and there being a lot of fighting wasn't what turned me off to it. It was the attitudes the fighting was linked to. Yeah. Like if it was just fighting for a greater purpose and to stop the Persians from steamrolling your home. Fine. Great. But it was all this, like, freedom, patriotism, what would a free man do stuff. And, like, when he left for war and he didn't have any soft words for his wife because a Spartan man is never soft, always hard, always ready. Like, I don't know. It's bad. Yeah. It's very bad. Yeah. So, like, that undercurrent was just through the whole, the whole thing. Of how it's not like, oh, they're good warriors, and they're fighting the good fight. They're men who are better at this than everybody else. And make a point of telling the Athenians so, who were, like, there to help. They conscripted 
like the, those Potters and the and the stable boy or whoever else was in the in the army. Like they they're giving up their lives for this. You're a dick, Leonidas. Stop calling them out. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. It was just like this is the only way to be a man, and I'm better than you. And yeah, I uh, think, yeah. I think what I look down on everybody too. else. Gross. Yeah, I think what bothered me too is it wasn't just like to be a man; it was like to be a white man, to be a like a free man, also sort of equated to being like a white person, because all the people they were fighting against were Asian or from or like of Middle Eastern yeah. descent, and like yeah, you know, and like I wasn't the only one that felt uncomfortable about that. Like even people like a lot of the Iranian government I was reading was really angry with the depiction of the Persians and like the Western world versus Iran violence that was sort of tied up with that. And especially, especially in the time like 2007 and stuff, um, you know, some of them, there were a lot of people apparently in, Iran that were convinced this was American propaganda to lead to an attack on Iran because it was just so over the top like you know one reviewer noted and this is a quote that the Persians are depicted as decadent sexually flamboyant and evil in contrast to the noble Greeks end quote and an independent Iranian newspaper wrote that quote the film depicts Iranians as demons without culture, feeling, or humanity who think of nothing except attacking other nations and killing people, end quote. So, and like all of that is true and something that I was very uncomfortable with while I was watching yeah. the movie. And, you know, especially like the the sort of way Xerxes is kind of effeminate and not the manly Leonidas who's like got his abs <laughs> and everything <laughs> like without his loincloth his loincloth and his abs and all of his muscles yeah but yeah it just it, it really had that undercurrent of like noble white people versus evil arab people that yeah not good not good that we should never fuel but especially not when we're uh, in the middle of a war yeah 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 that was that was not not a good part no among others mm-hmm. yeah among others like there aren't any characters with personalities and... <laughs> it's just I don't know, is this just... I don't know anything about Zack Snyder. Like, what is Zack Snyder's deal? So someone, I know nothing about Zack Snyder aside from the Snyder cut, and I am content to not know more about Zack Snyder. So... He he just, like... So... Uh, mm-mm. Batman versus Superman. He... Bad clearly movie. Bad movie. He clearly prefers Batman to Superman and like goes out of his way to make Superman the bad guy. I like um David, have you seen The Incredibles? I don't remember. I don't think okay. if I did it would have been a long time David. ago. I don't that think it so. should be on the list if it's not. That should okay. be on that should be should on be. our pop culture canon list. Uh, uh so I won't explain how it's relevant to The Incredibles. Uh but but basically Superman does a lot of things that like inadvertently hurt people or cause more trouble when he, like, saves them or fixes a problem. And he's kind of portrayed as, like, oblivious to that, or, like, the true villain, while Batman is, like, the cool, edgy guy who's got everything figured out. And it's just kind Were of annoying. Were we supposed to think of Batman as cool in that movie? Because I hated Batman in that movie. Yeah, I think you are... I mean, I haven't actually seen it. I just... Oh, I just, it's not good. No. I know that, I despite not having seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it and had to watch the Lego Batman movie as a palate cleanser, as I have previously mentioned, because it's bad. I can see that. Needing the Lego Batman as a palate cleanser, because that is, in fact, yeah. the best version of Batman. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But Zack Zach Snyder, just, like, he just prefers 
that kind of thing. And then I think he maybe, um, I don't think he has a quote about it, but all his movies are just dark. Not thematically, just literally. It's just hard to see in any, <laughs> in any of the scenes that he has, because he like, he's, I don't want to speak for Zack Snyder because I don't, I don't know him. But his filmmaking and Twitter lead me to believe that uh, he equates dark, gritty adult themes with maturity level, which is a pet peeve of mine. It's a thing that I hate. Uh, and uh, he just goes out of his way to make things like super dramatic and, you know, not like a f- uh, not like a fun superhero movie like. Like, not everything has to be dark and gritty, man. That's, yeah, like, that's just not a calm fun down. way to live your life. You don't... I don't know what you're trying to prove here, my dude. Uh, that seems to be his, like, his M.O. Um, suicide, he did Suicide Squad, right? Oh, did he? I... Uh, let me Google this. Uh... I do not know. Zach because Suicide Snyder. Squad also had problems. So, it's just so many. Just so many problems. It looks like he was the producer for Suicide Squad. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to find. So he didn't, like, write it or anything. Well, Suicide Squad kind of suffers from the same, um, the same general thing. There's there's specifically a scene where, like, Batman and uh, Harley Quinn are underwater and he punches her and it's played for laughs. Like, I remember my theater mm. laughing. But it's just... It's just a little bit off when it's not, like, the middle of a fight scene and he just decks Harley Quinn in the face. Mm. There's just something kind of gross and violent about that. Yeah. So he he makes things like that. Great. And I don't know, maybe he's got, like, a couple good movies under his belt. I don't know what they are. It looks like he directed he The Watchmen Wait, did movie? he do Fight Club? No, he didn't do Fight Club. David Fincher did Fight Club. Carry on. I think, I don't know if I like, I, I know that I've seen Watchmen, but I was in high school and I don't remember any of it. I think I fell asleep. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds a par for the course for, for like a Zack Snyder movie. I don't know. He just, he feels like a toxic man, bro. Yeah. That's, that, that's his that's... stereotype. But I'm also influenced by like my corner of Twitter, which doesn't really like Zack Snyder. So yeah. Zack Snyder, if you're listening, let us know what your deal is. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I was just curious about, like, like some of his influences, too. Like, does this just come out of, like, the Grindhouse tradition? Where everything is... It, it feels like kind of a... B movie in that sense like the, nobody has any there's not really any characters and it just sort of exists for the action and the violence like it's almost an exploitation film right maybe sure that's a term i know but yeah no there's not a whole lot of it's it's did you say it was roger ebert eager whatever who said it that the characters are very you know one-dimensional there's not a lot yeah. to them it's it's for fighting and you know that isn't inherently bad sometimes you know i want to watch a rom-com i don't necessarily need them to have you know super multiple layers of backstory but it helps make the movie better when they do like you can have a movie that's just for fighting and violence if that's your jam i guess but it's there's substance that's missing. Yeah, it's, and it, it just doesn't feel... It feels like they went out of their way to make sure there was none. <laughs> yeah. The Queen had a bit of a story, and then it took a turn for the extra bad, and I was unhappy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was excited for the Queen's plot. I was like, oh, we're gonna do a little politicking. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun. She had, and then we didn't see her for a really long time. Yeah, no, she had the most engaging story all seven minutes of it. Yeah. And then it was just gross. Yeah. It was just gross yeah. and bad. Oh, I was so happy when she stabbed him. I think I literally said, good for you. He had it coming. Good for <laughs> her. Good for her. 
Yes, that like, is yeah. right in the money bag. Right in the money bag. And the, the worst thing is that I was happy for a fleeting second. I was like, oh, I actually didn't expect her to, like, win that one. I thought she was just going to lose. So, yay, she got to stab him. That's fun. And then the money came out. So that second of, like, yay was just so quickly replaced with what the fuck is he doing with all that money? Why did he bring this? Why did he bring the Persian coins? And then I was just mad about the Persian coins. Yeah. You're using that I was like, yeah, again. you deserve everything give coming to you. Which, like, he would have regardless. I was like, God, you fool. You absolute goon. <laughs> you absolute buffoon. Buffoon! There were just a lot of... There were a lot of decisions in the movie. I didn't... <laughs> like, the voice of Xerxes... Like yeah, the, what was the really, that? Like, yeah, what was that? Cheap of, I hated it. Really cheap effect that they put on it. Uh, yeah. It drove yeah, me Yeah, that nuts. did not seem in any way like a realistically deep voice, nor did it seem like an intimidating god voice. It just seemed like it didn't match his real voice. And then I thought, what was wrong with his real voice? I want to hear his real voice now. And I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, that was also a baffling choice. Um, I don't know. I, like, can't remember any of it, trying to think back, because it's all in that one pass. My dad... For the most part. So, like, go ahead. I was just gonna say that my dad, today, before recording this, was like, so, what did you think of it? And I said, it's a movie. It's... <clears throat> it's fine, you know. I'm not gonna watch it again. And he just nodded his head, and he's like, I saw it. Don't think I wanted to see it again. And that was our entire discussion about 300. <laughs> that feels about right. Yeah. That feels fitting, unless you're like me and want to scream about coins. <laughs> yeah. It feels like... It feels like the sort of movie for men who would get together and go hoo like really loud like the spartans do all the time like <laughs> if you're if and you're a man completely who, unironically too yeah who would like yeah. unironically be like hoo and like pump your fist in the air or whatever if you uh, if, like yeah. at any point in your life that's a thing that you've been like yeah this seems cool like this, I guess, is the movie for you, but I, bet the I have people, never been one to hua. I bet the men who stormed the Capitol probably love this movie. That's, yeah. That is the demographic that I am thinking unironically enjoys it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like, people that. I don't know. I don't want to be mean. We've been mean. Fighting enough. for their freedom. <laughs> I know. I'm like trying to, like, ugh. Because I could think someone would be like, 300 has problems, but, like, shirtless men with spears. Which is why I'm happy that it seems popular within the gay community. Like, good for you guys. Right. So I don't want to just, like, be mean and overgeneralize. I just... No, I'm not trying to be like, if you are, if you enjoy 300, you're a fascist. It's just that, like you said, (laughs) there are, like, fascisty elements in this toxic masculinity and such a dude-bro attitude that I'm like... I'm just saying, I'm not saying correlation implies causation. I just wouldn't be surprised if that, like, scatterplot happened to have some similarities. Yeah. I would not be either. But if you enjoy 300, sorry, I'm sorry that this episode is just bashing on your movie. Yeah, sorry, listeners. I'm not, like, I gave it a four. that sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not like I get- that sorry but because it's not like I'm as long as you don't take it personally I'm not bashing you personally or personally calling you a fascist <laughs> but um, I'm not that sorry for uh, being mean to this really bad movie <laughs> anyway. I was I was Okay, so I was especially mad about the queen plot when it turned, because I could just, like, hear men debating her virtue and whether she made the right choice. And I was like, well, like, I can, I, I can, I can hear 
in like voices of like men I used to know in high school boys at that time being like well you know she shouldn't have done that because then she cheated on him but then I feel like if she hadn't had sex with uh with gold boy then people would be like well she doesn't care about a Leonidas enough like she should have known like play the bigger game but like I don't think she could have won I don't think there was a single situation where they cared enough about a plot where she would have been able to do anything that didn't cause some kind of problem. And I can just I can just already tell that there are people who like critique her. I don't know what I'm trying to say. As in every episode of Catching Up David, I have thoughts that I can't put into words. I didn't like her plot. It made me vastly uncomfortable and very angry at hypothetical situations. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I was not a fan of, you know, the one woman in the movie. Right? Um, Who we didn't know had a name because she's never called that. Yeah, who's just always known by her title and as Leonidas's wife. Um, yeah. yeah. I like I, I got the feeling too of like, you know, Zack Snyder patting himself on the back for like the strong woman character he's creating. Okay. Because yeah, she has maybe like that's... a pithy one liner or two and she stabs the guy who who assaulted her. Like, maybe that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, it's, like, people, like, she seems like a strong female character in a movie that men really like because she's nothing. Like, like her first line, or one of her first lines, at least, when the Persian emissary comes, she says something, and then the Persian emissary is, like, you allow your women to speak? And then she says, like, that's because only Spartan women give birth to true Spartan men, or something like that. And I was like, oh my god, you're trying. You're trying to be like, women can speak, but the line you gave her is connected to women's worth-producing men. So, <laughs> yeah. congrats, you failed. You had Here. a really easy task to do, and you, and you fucked it up. You followed yeah. sort of the right formula and still got the wrong answer. <laughs> right? Like, you, you done goofed. Check your work. Yeah, no... No... Passing the Bechdel test this up this this nope. movie. No. Uh. <laughs> yeah, when when you're <laughs> when you've only got one female character and you don't even bother giving her a name, like maybe you should go back to the drawing board and think about what you've written (laughs) and (laughs) And just consider consider uh, these choices yeah and i'm sure he Uh, probably uh, was like but you know i don't it doesn't just like happen to come up naturally and i'm like you're telling me that he doesn't just turn to his wife and say hey gorgo can i talk to you about something real quick like that's a totally normal thing i bet if anyone had that criticism it'd be like well how now i'm gonna have to like rewrite all these lines to fit it in and it's like no you don't when he's staring outside and then she talks to him and they're in the bed just include her name easy peasy and then she at least has a name yeah or at any point where somebody's like my queen they could say (laughs) queen gorgo also feels like it's not that hard yeah anyway there are bigger problems than her not having a name but like, I don't know. As long as we're Just listing, about as it. long as we're listing them, <laughs> throw that on the pile. The big wall of corpses. All right. Well. I hated her outfits. That's another thing. <laughs> like, not even from the perspective of Skippy. They were just bad. Didn't like any of her clothes. Oh, her clothes. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, she had one dress that I thought was kind of cool. 
I don't think I'd wear it, she, but I was like, hey, that's fun. Yeah, she had one toga that was all tied to make it look like an onk, kind of. I was like, all right. I guess that's... Oh, we can get behind that. That one was fine. Yeah, I don't know. Togas are cool. Yeah. All right. Respect the Togas. Not even much much fashion to talk about this week. Because nobody was wearing any clothes. (laughs) Nobody was wearing any clothes. Ah! I'm so upset. Yeah. God. It's just a disappointment. Yeah. All right. Well, should we talk about the next episode? Yes. Probably. All right. Great. So next time, meet Benny, a young boy with few friends, a heart of gold, and a love of robots and outer space. Imagine his surprise when one night, during a meteor shower, he meets his best friend in the entire universe, a giant space robot named Beep Bop, who crash lands in his backyard. He's 30 feet tall and on the run from space pirates, who are looking to cash in on his literal heart of gold, which is worth a fortune. Too big to hide and too kind to fight, Benny and Beep Bop take off across the country, fleeing the pirates and finding adventures at every turn, while they try to repair the robot's hyperdrive so he can escape back to his homeworld. That's right, for next time we're watching Iron Giant, the tale of a lovable scamp and his enormous metal buddy. (laughs) Will it be better than 300? God, I hope so. <laughs> Iron Giant. I don't know anything about it. I was going to say that it was a Disney movie, but then I was not convinced that that's true. So I didn't. Wow. Do you regret not saying that? I don't regret it. I just... I don't know anything about it. Okay. You made the right choice. Okay. Great. I also I was, I was trying to trick you. Know that much about Iron Giant? I've been wanting to watch it for a while, so that's really one of the reasons I suggested it is because I'm like, here's okay. a movie that I'm in the mood to watch, and you not seen it either? No, I've not seen the Iron Giant. Oh yay! It seems like this will be fun for me. I can't tell if it seems like something that I will enjoy and I do enjoy, or if it seems like something I will enjoy and then I will just say, oh. That was fine. It was good. That was all right. So we'll see. I can see you going either way. We'll see. Yeah, so that'll be for next time. And it feels like it should be different from 300 enough to act as a bit (laughs) of a palate cleanser. So um, we've got that to look forward to. We'll just see. We'll just we'll just see. Maybe it's Bar's all pretty low. slow motion fighting and robot battles. So, yeah. ha- Hallie will be the pop culture guide for both of us next time. It's me. I do not it's, want Hallie to Hallie's guide me show. in any way. Well, you were the driving force behind choosing this movie, and then I was like, "Oh, the Iron Giant. That movie's that movie's great." Yeah. Slash like important to pop. It's more of a cult classic, it's but I think it's a cult classic. Cult classic to warrant like a pop culture, especially place in the canon. given the Iron Giant's recent-ish appearance in Ready Player One, as well as yes. though I have not seen it, the new trailer for Space Jam. I hear the Iron yes. Giant is referenced, and so this feels culturally relevant. It is. It is is Space Jam on our list? I've seen the it original Space Jam. Oh, you've seen the original Space Jam. Okay. I have yeah. not seen Space it was a, Jam. It was a very long time ago. Like, I was a child. But I know that I've seen it. I have okay. actual memories of it. Unlike The Incredibles, which I may or may not have seen. <laughs> but, like, I feel like I have, but I don't remember much about it. It's like mm-hmm. how I felt watching Solo when it was on TV, like, two months ago. But the thing is... It was within this past year that I had seen it, like maybe nine months had passed, and I was like, have I seen this movie before? And I had to watch like 15 minutes before I could say definitively whether or not I had seen Solo, or was just remembering bits and pieces from like the trailer. That feels right for Solo. Yeah, that's par for the course. Yeah. 
pretty yeah i have i have not seen solo so you don't need to is rogue one on our list have you seen rogue one david i haven't seen rogue one i think we should put rogue one on the list Okay, well, if think, it's not Rogue One, it, yeah, that made enough of a splash. It's Star Wars, that's so of a course splash. it did. Yeah. I think I think that and all of the like I saw, episode, uh, seven, the one that was just New Hope, but with new people. The Force Awakens. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that one, and then I didn't. I didn't see eight or nine or Rogue One or Solo or any of the other Star Wars. Mandalorian, any of the other Star Wars things that have happened since That's then. That's fine. So, but yeah, Rogue One, we can put that on the list for um, a later date. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Twitter followers, if you are still listening to this episode, <laughs> um, let us know on Twitter if there's anything in particular that you would like us to cover in an upcoming episode. I oh, would yeah, love yeah. to hear some Give suggestions. suggestions. I, I've, I've mentioned enough things over the past 36, 37 episodes now that it should be clear what I, like, most of the <laughs> things that I have and haven't seen. But, you know, if there's something I haven't mentioned specifically, if not seeing, just toss it out there. There's a pretty good shot. I've never heard of it. So, Yeah. Um, let us know if there's anything that you would be especially interested in hearing us cover. And, um, yeah. So thank you again for listening as always. And, um, until next time, goodbye, Hallie. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye, Kristen. I'm so mad. I was going to say Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> so I will just settle for, um, bienvenue. I, what does Venu mean? Did I say the correct thing? Uh, oh, 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 no, wait, uh, Venu. I think it's, shoot, I think it's welcome. God, I need to do better French. I need to, I need to play Duolingo again. Oh, wait. Bienvenue. Oh, um, um, Gute Nacht. Yeah, it does, there it we means go. welcome. There we go, Gute Nacht. That means good night. Yes, it does. I figure I should it. do the language that I'm learning on Duolingo. So. <laughs> All right. Good night, listeners. So long. Bye.